what's going on? It's still so so delay. Rare occasion that I'm outside. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like nine something. I don't think I've ever. I, I don't remember when I've been out this late um, by myself. And a man just approached my car window, foaming at the mouth, drooling, asking for change. I didn't have any change. I thought I had two dollars, but I didn't have any cash. We moved towards a cashless society. I don't know how that's gonna work, but the, um, you know, I had to pass him two times. The first time I saw him, you know, I couldn't wind down my window because he's, you know, he had drool coming down his mouth, covering his shirt. <clears throat> And, um, you know, his eyes were bugged out. Um, I don't have a better word for it. Um, you know, he was eloquent, but, you know, I mean, I mean, he could convey that, what he wanted to say, you space of change. So, uh, at first, I stopped, and was looking through everything, you know, I kept my window closed. But, I was looking through everything, and I couldn't find any change, I didn't have anything in my wallet, I didn't have anything on uh, he said, you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing in the pocket. No, no, he didn't say that the first time. So, so, okay, so I, I didn't know how to avoid him. So I just, I just said, you know, I, I don't have it. So I, I just tried to, I took the first turn I could take from where I stopped. Ended up in a parking lot, got stuck in that parking lot, had a bus and U-turn, come back out. That's him again. He didn't even remember that he saw me just 15 seconds ago. He came up to my window again and I said, yo, I'm the same guy that you just saw a while ago. Um, I don't have it. He said, you ain't got nothing in the pocket. He said, no, I don't. I, I looked everywhere. I don't have it. So, you know, I, um, I drove down the street a little bit. I had a bottle of water and a, and a, and a, and a, and a washcloth that, that I got brand new, a brand new washcloth. So I went to him and I gave him the water and I gave him a washcloth and I said, you know, wipe your mouth, man. Here's some water, man. You're foaming at the mouth, you know. So he didn't. He said, "You got any change?" So he forgot that I was the same guy that just spoke to him two times within the last minute. So you know, um, ain't got no change. You ain't got nothing. So anyhow, but he put the water on the ground kept the rag in his hand, he didn't use it to wipe his mouth, even though I told him twice, you know, wipe your mouth, man, wipe your wipe your he drew it, he just kept it in his hand, went back to approaching vehicles, asking for change, so, you know, I've never, well, I can't say never, I mean, growing up, I've encountered, a, uh, not encountered, but I've, you know, I've observed people who are disturbed, he wasn't necessarily, I don't know, call it disturbing he wasn't, wasn't hostile or anything but he was definitely not in his um he was not all there together in his mind you know and um just before i saw him saw an elderly man at the bus stop and you know I, I can't i don't like to see people suffering you know i really don't you know especially elderly or children or anybody really i don't like to see anybody suffer you know i don't know their backstory so i don't know if they're a good guy or a bad guy for the most part i just see them in a you know in a very suffering looking position and it makes it just pulls at me to i don't know anyhow so i just stopped a little bit to talk to the 
this elderly gentleman. He had a big scar coming down his head. One of his eyes were blinded. He was sitting in a wheelchair at the bus stop. Hispanic gentleman, gray hair, beard, bald. And uh, he was just sitting there. He said, he said, I live right here. So he could have thought that I was uh, somebody that was trying to hurt him or something like that. Um, he was at the bus stop so that it doesn't really make sense that he would I don't know well maybe he's just coming out of the rain because it is drizzling a little bit so he was under the bus shelter in his wheelchair um, so you know, I don't know if you can hear too good either but you know, he said hey, good night papa so you know I mean <laughs> you gotta put things in perspective you know regarding life like where you are in life and your faculties and your health and what's going on, you could be a, a spectrum of suffering, a full spectrum of suffering that you don't even, can't even imagine, that would make your current situation seem like paradise, you know, not to be not in chronic pain, to, to not be in chronic addiction, to not be in chronic illness, to not be disabled, to not be, you know, um, I don't know, deficient in so many ways or even afflicted in so many ways. It's a blessing. And it puts things in perspective. And we got to realize that, well, I don't know, we, we ain't got to do nothing. Nobody don't have to do nothing. But me, this is what I choose to do. I try to think of the people who are suffering every time I'm ungrateful, every time I get angry, every time I... Start thinking back my situation or something that's going on with me that's um, unpleasant or I think it's unfair. Look at those two gentlemen that I just encountered. You know, I don't know if the gentleman is uh, the guy that was asking for the money at the bus stop at the stoplight was suffering from addiction. I can only assume. I don't know, but I can probably guess that he's not well in his mind, um, and as a result, he's on the streets, you know, um, so we got to give thanks to the fact that we're able to put one and two together, or we have family support, or we have support of friends, or God has decided to have mercy on us. Yeah, I was listening to, I've been listening to Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is my rap inspiration. Even though I speak so badly about rap music and its negative influences because, you know, when you think about it, rap music celebrates drug use, drug sales, and drug sales within to the impoverished and the poor people and the people who are suffering. And it's made people lose their kids, lose their life, lose their families, lose their wealth, lose their health. And lose everything. Contracted diseases, people using intravenous drugs, contract. So all this rap music promoting drugs and drug sales and all of this has caused men to be incarcerated, uh, promoted anti-intellectualism, all of these things. Um, so I think it's a more, it's a greater weapon. It's been a more destructive force than it's been a positive force. Even though 
there's a selected few who have made millions of dollars, millions of dollars through that industry, it comes at a hefty cost. And the fact that so many people have suffered, so many people have died, so many people have gone incarcerated, so many people have lost their parents, so many people are now mentally... Um, it's a generational curse has been imposed on a lot of families as a result. You know, uh, it's destroyed the family structure in a lot of ways, and, and it's eroded the wealth of a lot of families also. You know, so. Anyhow, I still listen to rap music individually as a you know, I don't let my son listen to it. You know, um, but I listen to it. I grew up kind of with it. Not making any excuses for it. Not making any excuses for my hypocrisy. Uh, maybe you don't understand my hypocrisy. I enjoy it. But I see it for what it is as a, you know, as a danger, you know. And I try not to let it get into me to the point where I am. I do let it get into me. I let it get into me to inspire me. I do get into me to give me bravado or to give me bravery or to give me machismo or whatever you want to call it. To give me encouragement. Like, okay, so anyhow. Lil Wayne has a song where he says, um, basically, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna quote him because what he says is kind of blasphemous. So I'm gonna paraphrase. So he says, many, uh, so many of his friends have been lost, have been killed, or died early. Um, and he's wondering why he hasn't lost his life, and he's wondering why, and he's wondering what is he doing right? You know, he's wondering, you know, they call, they call it survivor's remorse. So he's having a survivor's remorse, introspective reflection, where he's saying, so many of my friends have passed away, but I'm still here. Why is that? Survivor's remorse, you know? And uh, I don't really see how that relates to what I was saying before. But it's kind of a survivor. It's not survivor's remorse, but it's uh, survivor's perspective, I would say, what I try to do. Or survivor's reflection, like, you know, I survived. So what am I complaining about? I think I think I think a, a paraplegic man just just ran the the, the the either the Boston Marathon or some English marathon the other day. There was a guy from Venezuela that ran that's the marathon in Boston. Ran the Boston Marathon. A, a paraplegic man from, from Venezuela did it before. You know. So what what is my excuse? What you know? I don't even have to reach far into foreign lands and strangers to get inspiration from other people's suffering and get warning from other people's suffering and get warning from other people's mistakes and misdeeds and you know I mean you know life is very multi-dimensional you never know what's going to happen to you it's not guaranteed that nothing is guaranteed but you know it's kind of hard for me to say because I feel like I've been spared 
So I'm having, I do have, a, I guess, a little bit of survivor's remorse. I don't, I don't, survivor's remorse, I think, is a situation where the survivor thinks that they should have suffered. And I don't believe that. I don't subscribe to that part. No, I, I do feel like, I don't know if I'm deserving. I don't know why I'm so deserving. Just like Little Wayne. I'm asking the same question Little Wayne is asking. Anyhow, seeing those two gentlemen tonight uh, really, uh, really kind of, they really put things in perspective. I was already in that mindset before I saw them about, um, you know, you got to count your blessings. You got to give thanks for your blessings. So, you know, anybody out there that's, you know, thinking of uh, anything crazy, don't do it. Give yourself some time. Give yourself a chance. Give yourself another chance, you know? Uh, I was having a conversation earlier today about that. Sometimes you you try to make a silly decision. And I almost made a silly decision myself, too. So, I want to attribute God for saving me and taking me out of that. Um, Oh, my God. Oh, man. Somebody nearly hit my car. Not even looking. um, So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta always uh, kind of, you know, you don't want to live your life comparing yourself to others, but you know, it helps sometimes if you look at it as if you are very fortunate. You know, you're blessed, you're spared, you've survived. Others have not. I'm not saying that not condemning or demonizing or saying anything bad about those that did not survive. I'm just saying that you should be appreciative that you survived. And, uh, yeah. Dick Gregory, the comedian, he has a, he said something that kind of resonated with me. He said, <laughs> he said, when your father ejaculated, there are about 14 million sperms and you made it. <laughs> So right away you already won the lotto. <laughs> it's like something like that. I don't know. I don't know if it's 14 million. I re- if that sounds outrageous to me, but uh, whatever, whatever the number was. Uh, oh, oops. Okay, they redrew the lines. Okay. So the uh, whatever the number was, could be a million, could be 14 million, whatever. I think it was. Uh, I think he said 14 million sperm cells. I got 14 million sperm cells. So consider yourself already very fortunate just for even being, uh, you know, for developing, you know, for, for making it. So you know, you can't, um, you gotta make something out of yourself. You can't really, you can't. Um, you you're wealthy already. You're already rich. So you know, don't 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 discount yourself. Don't disrespect yourself. Don't don't hurt yourself. Don't harm yourself. Self-sabotage. Don't, don't be self-masochistic. You know what I mean? Any of that stuff. Take care of yourself. You made it this far. You might as well keep on going. You know? Anyhow, thanks for listening.